couple years back, there was nothing more exciting in the market than the saga of WeWork and the ouster of its leader, Adam Newman. Now it's got a new CEO. It's all spacked up and it's ready to roll. Tomorrow, let's talk about what's going on at the business. Joining us, Alex Snyder is a portfolio manager at Center Square Investment Management. Alex, thanks for being here. So number one, are you going to buy this thing when it's out? Hi, Oliver. Great to be here. Thank you. And uh, we're looking hard at it. I think uh, I think the thematic for WeWork right now is fantastic. You know, the the flexible work environment that was kind of formed uh, and really accelerated by the pandemic uh, is playing kind of right into their hands. And they have a, a new leader, as you mentioned. It's not Adam Newman anymore. He was the perfect guy to get something like this started. Very entrepreneurial, very inspiring. He got SoftBank uh, to, to give them money. And he grew like a weed, uh, but Sandeep Mithrahi, Mithrahi is a guy that we know very well here at Center Square because he's been in the public markets for a long time. He was the CEO of GGP, which is a mall company that got taken out a few years back. And he worked at Vernado, which is a New yeah. York uh, office real estate company. So he, his track record is fantastic and it's set up well for success from here. Uh, Vornado is a uh, staple, a big uh, uh, real estate firm. And the business now is going to be largely centered on the uh, rents paid by those in the time that they're spending in the offices. Is we were going to own the properties? What is the main revenue stream going to look like? And will they operate as a traditional uh, REIT? No, no, they will not. So right. they are still effectively subleasing space and partnering with landlords in order okay. to build out space that they then release to tenants. So they are not like a traditional office REIT at all. Um, but one of the things that they're doing going forward that I think is absolutely fascinating is building out their real estate as a service model. So some of the, the big guns in the brokerage space like CBRE, Cushman and Wakefield, which actually has $150 million investment in WeWork, are building out their real estate as a service model. And this is expected to be, a, call it $2 trillion global market annually, that's only 20% penetrated. And what that means is that the real estate as a service, a lot of the stuff for real estate is done in-house. So you have somebody that helps you find your real estate, helps you build it out, helps, uh, helps make it safe for workers to come back. And what real estate as a service means is that places like WeWork or CBRE will do that for you, much like software as a service has really uh, come into the common vernacular over the last 10 years. And so WeWork uh, grew up as a co-working firm that is still its main business. But one of the things going forward is the software as a service business line that I think is uh, what really could uh, turn on the afterburners for them. Uh, Alex, there's a lot of companies that have been spacking in the market lately, and uh, the path uh, to the public markets has uh, uh, skewed this way through this particular model. But um, and a lot of people say that a lot of the SPACs are higher risk, but uh, I can't really think of any that were on the brink of bankruptcy at one point uh, and uh, had to be uh, you know, built out basically by different investors, SoftBank. I mean, are the pressure points that led to that uh, blow up now fully relieved? Was it as simple as leadership or is there uh, uh, financing and, you know, a balance sheet or fundamental things that are, are still risk points? So I'll start off by saying that when they were trying to go public in 2019, they were at $47 billion in valuation. And now you're getting that at a at 20% of that cost. So anytime okay, you yeah, get yeah. something off, it's a really good start when you're trying to you know get a second chance. Uh, beyond the valuation, I think that 
two major things have changed. Both the world and the company itself ha have really morphed in the last two years because of the pandemic. So first with the company, you went from Adam Newman to Sandeep, who is a great operator and did a really nice job of right-sizing the business and focusing on their core competency of co-working and then adding on that real estate as a service uh, you know, for future growth as well. And then the world itself changed throughout the pandemic, right? We learned that you know, we could work from home and as we work from home, that became the common nomenclature, but we're now learning that it's not just work from home, it's work from anywhere. You don't have to be just in the main headquarters. You can be in your home, you can be in a coffee shop, you can be in a WeWork space somewhere in between. And in mm -hmm. fact, there are a lot of major companies that are doing exactly that. So that say their employees in Long Island don't have to come all the way into Manhattan. They can go to a WeWork space that's near their house. And yep. so both of those things have really put WeWork in a great position to succeed uh, where it did not in 2019. And I will say that I even know some television networks that have WeWork offices set up, uh, wink, wink. Okay, so Alex, what is then the game plan first year out of the gate? Like when we're watching this company's earnings and we're hearing about the strategy, is this about just partnering with different uh, realtors and property owners to expand their footprint? Or is it about uh, really eking out the gains and squeezing all the margin that they can from their existing properties? So first things first, uh, they're not profitable yet. And they, they pretty much have never been at any point in their history, but things look pretty good for 2022. Uh, even through uh, the Delta variant coming through, the uh, WeWork office space got a disproportionate amount of leasing in places like Manhattan and London relative to traditional landlords. They are 60% occupied relative to less than 30 in a bunch of gateway cities. So people are using the space. And what they need to do is continue with that trajectory and get their current spaces fuller, more occupied from 60% to around you know, 86 to 90% portfolio wide. And then they can really start turning on everything else and hopefully growing in their software as a, or real estate as a service and mm. in growing their desk count. And so uh, we're expecting some decent uh, top line growth from this business first year. I mean, are they gonna be able to compete with the market that's demanding like double digit growth from anything that's unprofitable? I, I do think that they're gonna have a lot of growth. Um, you know, next year is, is gonna, their EBITDA is still gonna be relatively small, but from there it's gonna go up multiples. You know, you won't even measure it in like teens percents, you know, what was it you just said about Red Hat up 17%. It's, yeah, it's gonna be more, it, it won't be measured that way. And, and so I, I have high hopes for what they're gonna be showing us in 2023 and 2024. The, the, the trick is getting there. Alex, a great conversation to uh, establish this uh, company for us and what to look for. I hope you'll continue it with us. Absolutely. Thank you, Oliver. Thank you, Alex Snyder, Portfolio Manager at Center Square Investment Management, taking a look at WeWork. Sounds pretty positive. Yeah.